Warning, Seriously Strange covers topics that may frighten or disturb you. Viewer discretion is advised. Chills from Top 15s joins me for this episode. Number 15, Jeremy spoke in class today. American rock band Pearl Jam has a major fan favorite in the song, Jeremy. Not many people know its dark meaning and the fact it is based on not one, but two tragic true stories. Jeremy Dele, a 15-year-old attending Richardson High School, was described as a quiet and melancholic teen. Unknown to his classmates and the staff, Dele had been suffering from major depression, which caused him to slip in his grades and face detention countless times. One day, Dele showed up to class late and was told by the teacher to get a late slip. When Dele returned, he had a revolver in his hand, which he promptly placed in his mouth and fired. Nobody had time to react, and it is likely Dele was killed instantly. A fellow classmate described Dele as kind and said the two would pass notes back and forth to each other during their time in in-school suspension. Pearl Jam singer Eddie Vedder read an article about the story and was moved to write the song. He stated years later he also had inspiration from a personal experience during his school days. A fellow classmate of his had brought a gun to school and began shooting in his oceanography class. Classroom. While Vetter was not in the room at the time, he said he heard the shots and later found out the classmate was an individual whom he'd clashed with many times. As for Dele, his memory is forever within the lyrics of Jeremy, so now his voice can be heard. Number 14 Schoolyard Possession Demonic possession is a scary but popular topic since it piques much interest. In most cases, there is one possession which usually sparks controversy, but Elsa Pera Flores School in Peru saw the idea of possession happen tenfold. In May of 2016, around 20 girls attending the school began suffering bizarre symptoms, including convulsions, vomiting, fainting spells, and even foaming at the mouth. All the sufferers talked about seeing a tall man wearing black stalking them, even though no one fitting that description was around. All the girls aged between 11 and 14 were rushed to a hospital, with trucks being used to transport them quickly. A further 80 to 100 students have since suffered the same symptoms and have been rushed to the hospital. The school believes it is a series of demonic possessions from malevolent forces living in the school. Experts believe the children are either suffering the effects of some sort of drug or even a type of mold known to cause hallucinations and severe sickness. The same mold is theorized to be the cause of the claims of witchcraft in New England in the early settled days of America. The story continues to expand and until this source is figured out, it appears Flora's school will continue to be plagued by the contagious demonic possession. Number 13. The Mystery of Kendrick Johnson a case which has caused much controversy is made even more tragic since it happened at school during class hours. Kendrick Johnson was a basketball player at Lowndes High School in Valdosta, Georgia, and was considered by peers to be very talented in the sport. On January 11, 2013, staff and students were shocked when Johnson's body was found in a rolled-up gym mat. An initial autopsy revealed Johnson had suffocated, leading investigators to believe he had climbed in to retrieve something and got stuck, unable to breathe. However, the family refused this explanation and ordered another autopsy to be conducted. This time, signs of blunt force trauma to the head were discovered, and the case became a homicide investigation. However, the case has since stood still, 
and no suspects have been named. Johnson's family have accused the school board and police of orchestrating a cover-up, which both institutes deny. As of 2016, there is an ongoing wrongful death suit of $100 million, which is still awaiting judgment. Whatever happened to Johnson in that gym is left to speculation, with some stating it was a freak accident and others saying it was a racially motivated homicide. Number 12, the noose incident. Racism is not isolated to one region of the world and unfortunately encompasses a vast geological landscape. In the south shore of Nova Scotia, Canada, a rather disturbing case angered people across the country. In May 2016, a series of racial-motivated incidents began to occur, mostly the raising of Confederate flags by students. The most horrific and disgusting was when an African-American teacher arrived at school to find a noose hanging over his desk. CBC News managed to dig into the case and found the racially charged incidents had been occurring since early 2015. But the school board has remained quiet and they are trying to deal with the situation. So far, the motivation behind the incidents is unknown, apart from purely discriminatory behavior. After an investigation by the school board, the student involved in the noose incident was identified and disciplined, although they have refused to comment on what was done as punishment. Hopefully, this will be the end of the South Shore racist incidents, and maybe the world can eventually put racism behind them. Number 11. Playground of Blood For many children, recess was something they all looked forward to. The well-needed break during the school day was in order to get their energy going and keep them from becoming drained during their studies. However, a school in Sydney, Australia got a massive shock when the recess bell rang. Children rushed out into the field only to find the cubby house was covered in what appeared to be blood. Police arrived on the scene and it was revealed more than 30 centimeters of blood covered the entire cubby house. At first believing it to be a sick prank using red food coloring or animal's blood, forensics testing proved the blood indeed belonged to a human being. More tragic is the blood appeared to be that of a male child. Police immediately opened a homicide investigation and are still searching for answers. However, there has so far been no DNA matches to any unsolved cases, leading many to believe there could be a small child out there still undiscovered. And the case remains open but has gone cold due to the lack of significant evidence to provide a lead, leaving police and the community both scratching their heads and mourning the possible loss of an infant, the identity of whom we may never know. Number 10, the untimely death of Dominic Galigos. Children in elementary love to be physically active and long for recess and gym. Sadly, it can lead to unforeseen consequences. Dominic Galigos was outside during gym class playing soccer when he collided with another kid. While everyone expected him to brush it off and get back up, other children reported he was not getting up and was unconscious. Galigos was rushed to a hospital, where he was unfortunately pronounced dead. Police came to the hospital, but it was determined there were no signs of foul play and his death was caused by a freak accident. The school staff and students were devastated. It was later determined when Galigos had fallen, another student had stomped on his chest twice, at which point he fell unconscious. The boy who did so was known to have bullied Galigos countless times in the past, and Galigos' family sought some sort of justice for their son. How However, an autopsy revealed Galigos had an undiagnosed enlarged heart and no further trauma was found to his body. It was officially determined to be a freak accident from an undiagnosed medical condition and no one was held accountable for Galigos' untimely passing. 
Number 9. The Lakewood Incident It's no secret that people in high school begin to feel a range of emotions as their bodies mature. Sadly, this can lead to extremely malicious crimes. Lakewood, California is a city within Los Angeles County. In the early 1990s, a group of high school boys decided to hold a competition to see which of them could have sex with the most girls. They dubbed themselves the Spur Posse after their favorite basketball team, the San Antonio Spurs. Soon, their antics became out of hand, and there was wide accusation of some of the teens raping girls in order to gain a lead in the competition. By 1993, L.A. County sheriffs caught wind of the incidents and began an investigation. Several of the Spur Posse were arrested on March 18th, and they became known across the nation. All but one of the boys were released after detectives found their sexual encounters had been consensual, but one teen was kept under statutory rape charges after it was found he had sex with girls as young as 10 years old. A victim testified she found one of the teens at her window and he demanded sex, which she obliged out of fear of rumors that the boys harmed girls who declined. After the case was closed, the boys continued to be infamous and made appearances on tabloid talk shows across the country. The case remains controversial, and activists today use it as an example of why sexual offenders should receive harsher sentences for their crimes. Number 8. Pocatello High School's Eerie Residence Pocatello is a quiet city in southern Idaho, best known by the outside world for having its flag voted the worst flag in North America. However, paranormal enthusiasts know the city for the haunted Pocatello High School. Constructed in 1892, the school has a long history and rumors of violence and foul play during its existence. The most infamous incident at the school was when two students, Brian Draper and Tori Adam Kick, murdered their classmate Cassie Jo Studdard. The high school itself is said to be home to several ghosts, with students witnessing strange apparitions and security footage capturing several entities after the doors are locked. It is not officially known who these spirits are, but there are stories of students students committing suicide during school hours in the mid-20th century. The school even burned down in 1914, but people are still searching for answers in hopes of helping the spirits come to rest. Number 7. Virginia Tech's Second Tragedy the moment someone mentions Virginia Tech, we almost always remember the tragic April day when a gunman killed 32 students before turning the gun on himself. To this day, it remains the worst school shooting in American history. Sadly, this wasn't the end of Virginia Tech's string of tragedies. Chinese student Xin Yang arrived to begin her studies and reached out to fellow Chinese as she was alone in the country. She attended events and social gatherings with various other international students and quickly found people she considered friends. In January 2009, she befriended 25-year-old Haiyang Zhu, but this would prove to be fatal. In a shocking and horrific act, Zhu beheaded Yang with a kitchen knife in a campus coffee shop before a crowd of stunned onlookers. His motives remain unknown as witnesses say they appeared to be smiling and no argument had taken place between them prior to the event. People who know Zhu described him as charming and kind, which leaves even more questions unanswered. 
Zhu was taken into custody within minutes of the murder, and he was charged with first-degree murder. As if things couldn't possibly get worse, just under three years later, gunshots once again rang out on the campus, and police found two dead in a parking lot. An officer had made a routine stop when he was shot several times and killed. An investigation later revealed the second body belonged to the shooter, and he had shot himself. Virginia Tech has remained strong through these strings of bad luck, and the campus appears to have been pulled closer together as a community. Number six, The Watcher in the Ceiling. A former student of Westland High School in Oregon had a truly scary experience to recall on Reddit of a close encounter with a ghost. During his freshman year, the student known as Jack asked to use the restroom during class and made his way down the hall. While walking, he felt a cold breeze move past him, and his hair began to stand on end. He ignored the feeling and entered the restroom. As he was sitting in one of the stalls, he heard a knock on the stall door. He said it was occupied, but there was no answer. As he was about to brush it off again, he realized no one was in the bathroom, as he had not heard the doors open or seen feet in front of the stall. He then heard bumps coming from the ceiling and looked up, where a large hole was above him. To his horror, he saw a figure staring down at him emotionless. Despite shaking with fear, he managed to snap a photo before running to the nearby janitor's office. He said there was someone in the ceiling and showed them the photo. Police were called to search the building, but they found nobody there. Jack's photo is enough to give viewers chills of their own, as the figure appears to have no facial features except for the outline of a nose, ears, and where eyes should be. Apart from that, it is completely white but still looks menacing. No updates from Jack have appeared since, and it is unknown if the figure was an actual person or a spirit long forgotten. Number 5. The Steubenville Tragedy By far one of the most notorious and well-known occurrences on this list, Steubenville is located in eastern Ohio. Residents, as well as the entire country, were rocked by a horrific crime in August of 2012. In the late hours of the 11th, a local high school girl, who has not been identified, was intoxicated while several of her peers sexually assaulted her. Several of the participants documented their acts through photos and videos taken from their cell phones and later bragged about the acts on social media. However, two of the prime suspects, Trent Mays and Malik Richmond, who were the star football players on the school team, orchestrated a cover-up in an attempt to get away with it. But by then, word had spread. Ohio authorities obtained evidence from cell phones of those present and hundreds of texts between students discussing what had happened. The victim stated she had no memory of the events, but awoke in a basement completely naked, surrounded by Mays, Richmond, and another boy. Mays and Richmond were arrested and charged with sexual assault, and both received a one-year sentence. Mays was released in January of 2015, while Richmond was released one year previously. The case has caused much outcry against rape culture, and many have said the boys' punishment was far too light. When sentenced, the boys cried, saying nobody would want them anymore. But the public didn't seem to have much sympathy. Number 4. Canada's Residential Schools When it comes to the dark shadows on a nation's history, there are usually enough to fill volumes of books. 
In Canada, the residential schools have painted a bloody history on Canada's relations with its First Nations communities. Known officially as the Canadian Indian Residential Schools, these institutions were administered by various Christian churches throughout Canada. Their objectives was to remove members of the First Nations, Inuit, and Métis and assimilate them into Canadian society. Throughout Canadian history, roughly 30% of Native children were forced to attend residential schools and were subjected to appalling treatment. Treatment. Students were forced to speak English, participate in Christian prayers, and various menial tasks such as cleaning the halls. If they refused or made mistakes, they would be punished by whipping and sometimes isolation for long periods of time. The students lived on campus in overcrowded dorms that were not properly heated and had poor sanitation. Many did not survive their stays, and the majority who did survive suffered severe psychological issues after, leading to alcoholism and even suicide. Sexual abuse was also highly present within the schools by staff. More shocking is the last residential school closed in 1996, over a hundred years after they opened and decades after the conditions were discovered, albeit the conditions were dramatically improved by then. Today, the Canadian government has made efforts to reconcile with the First Nations, Inuit, and Métis communities, with the Truth and Reconciliation Committee actively working with the different bands. In June 2008, then Prime Minister Stephen Harper issued a formal apology on behalf of the Canadian government, and since then the government is working to help improve the quality of First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, although it still meets with controversy. A class picture, a great time for students to express themselves, sometimes inappropriately. Columbine High School was your pretty average school in 1999, but also within that same year, it would go down in history as being a landmark for one of the worst tragedies America would come to know. In this class photo, almost like a warning, two students can be seen in the upper left-hand corner, sitting beside one another, appearing as if they're aiming imaginary guns at the camera. Though students have been known to do such things, this instance was far more morbid, as these two students, Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold, would weeks later initiate a massacre in that very high school that would leave 15 people dead, including themselves. Number 2. The Martinsville Satanic Sex Scandal During the 1980s and 90s, a moral panic swept across the United States with hundreds of cases of alleged sexual abuse in daycares. Many were said to be part of satanic rituals, and soon various communities were finding themselves engulfed in a mass investigation and panic. The small town of Martinsville, Saskatchewan, Canada had one of its own. In 1992, a mother alleged her child had been sexually abused by a local woman who ran a daycare center. As police began an investigation, reports flooded the station with claims of sexual abuse by a satanic cult known as the Brotherhood of the Ram. Soon, dozens of people, including five police officers of three different detachments, were facing over a hundred charges of child molestation and sexual abuse. However, many of these charges were dropped after evidence proved the events had not taken place, but one individual was charged with molestation, albeit not to the same extent of the original charges. After 
after the local detachment became overwhelmed with the cases, an RCMP task force took over the investigation and concluded it was nothing more than mass hysteria, and investigators had mishandled the investigation with leading questions to the witnesses and praising children for giving incriminating answers. The couple who were initially accused of the abuse received a $924,000 settlement in 2004 for emotional and personal damages as a result of the claims. It goes to show just how much a rumor can spread and the drastic effect it can have on the lives of people. Number 1. The Mecca Girls School Fire Saudi Arabia has been known for having a controversial human rights record and a strict religious code known as Sharia law. In the city of Mecca, considered the center of the Islamic world, a major incident caused outcry across the globe. In the early morning of March 11, 2002, a fire broke out at the Mecca Intermediate School number 31. As teachers and children ran for the exits, members of the Religious Police, or Mutaween, prevented several girls from exiting the building to safety because they were not properly covered and there was a risk of male emergency personnel coming into contact with them. As a result, 15 girls perished in the fire, nine of whom were Saudi and the rest from Chad, Egypt, Guinea, Niger, and Nigeria, while an inquiry found that the Mutaween had in fact not interfered until the situation was under control, witnesses claim they were there in full force and not allowing girls to leave the school. This was not the last incident of such matter. In 2014, a female student at a Saudi university was denied access to proper medical care because the advanced medical assistants were male, thus resulting in her death. As a result of this and the school fire, activists have called for sanctions against Saudi Arabia until they improve their civil rights record. Every now and then I like to take a minute and just talk about something serious. The world isn't fair. Nobody promised it was going to be fair. Nobody said God himself in the Bible said life is going to suck. I mean, really, what do you, what do you think is going on here? It's ridiculousness. It really is. We need to stop giving suicide exactly what these people are looking for through it. Love, attention, friends, kind words, all these compliments and everything. If you notice a problem, don't be one of the shitbags that ignores it because that's what you're told to do. You're, try, you're, you're taught to condition yourself. Don't feel anything you don't want to feel. Always be comfortable. You know, don't ever be uncomfortable ever in your life, ever. So don't put yourself in a situation where you might feel uncomfortable, like talking to someone who's depressed, like trying to be a friend to somebody, despite the fact that your asshole little friends like the three hyenas from the Lion King are laughing and shitting on everybody. Don't step out of that, please, by all means. Don't be a friend to someone who has no friends, because that's, I mean, that's just, phew. guys, seriously, if you see somebody getting pushed around or something, stand up for that friggin' person. Stop treating people like and stop using the freaking internet as a way to be a tough guy. I did stupid when I was in high school, and people made fun of me for it, but I realized that, you know, committing suicide would probably be a, a, a option that would hurt more people in the long run, and why the hell would I want to be remembered for hurting people? Because that's overall what everyone remembers you for. They remember you for killing yourself. Not for the beauty that they all say, but that's the reward you immediately get. The instant gratification everyone wants. I want to be called beautiful. Boom. Now I'm beautiful. But nobody actually thinks it. 
overall, people knew you were weak and they pity you. And you may think you want pity, but you don't. Real pity is not something you want because real pity doesn't help anyone. Sympathy, being able to relate, is different, but you don't want real pity. No, nobody does because pity doesn't do sh. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow the Seriously Strange podcast so you don't miss what we've got in store for you. Watch the shadows and stay alive out there. Thanks to all of you for your support. The Seriously Strange podcast is made possible due in part to contributions made by our listeners like you. So if you would like to keep the Seriously Strange podcast online and accessible, please consider pressing the link that says support the show in the description of any podcast episode. You can then choose your preferred way to donate and send a contribution our way because we can't do this without our listeners' support. If you decide to contribute, it's tremendously appreciated and we thank you so much. We read every single message included with each contribution, so feel free to include your comments or even make a request for a future topic. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot more in store for you. Take care and enjoy your next episode.